Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It kind of parachuted into my mind for a second and I thought, wow, he exists. TF3 where it's Wednesday night so we're going to do a little Q&A after we've covered some news. No Boltwood tonight. Boltwood is out dating or on a date or apparently eating a date. I d- the text was vague. Dave O'Brien, it's good to have you back. Statman Dave. Statman Dave. That Thanks, can Lawrence. only mean one rave. Uh, and then of course Chris Hennage. I need to make up a song for Chris. Do people sing any songs to you Chris? Not that I can repeat on here. Great, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> but the question that they do repeat is no all right anyway um let's get down to it there's lots of news to cover I and mean, you guys have sent in some great questions first up uh let's just talk a little bit about the international break chris and the game that everyone's focusing on uh at this point of the podcast anyway is usa versus mexico why is this one just got a lot more tense election Result. Ah, right. Mass panic. Well, not mass panic. Half half of mass panic. Yeah, you're right, mate. They're a minority. Um, yes, there, there is. And in fairness, a lot of people predicted that. The fact that this game falls days after an election in which a candidate who, <clears throat> whether he meant to or not, said that Mexico were sending their rapists no, and he, bad people. He, did, he definitely did mean to say that at the time. And I'm sure um, some of them are good people. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess to to kind of amputate the political side of it for a second, it is an if important game for... Well, yeah, it is an important game for the US because it's a World Cup qualifier. They didn't do too great against Mexico the last time they played them. They will also play Costa Rica during these two weeks. Um, and funnily enough, Costa Rica is one of the few countries in the world that does not have an army. So it's um, one of the few countries in the world that um, Nedge has made a video about. Never mind. Yes. Yes, I remember <laughs> that. It's funny. I mean, I guess it, it is... It does add a layer, you're right. And I think... A big layer <clears throat> as well, though. I mean, there are... So, you've, got to, you've got to sort of think that there are going to be some players out there who almost do feel a bit guilty. Or they... You know, there are going to be senses of... There isn't... You know, the, the problem is when nationalism is mixed with politics, that's when it almost becomes a problem, right? The, the thing... <clears throat> the thing about the the U.S. national team, for me, is you have so many different ethnicities represented. Anyway, you also have so many different political 
views represented. So Tim Howard didn't vote and said that politics isn't really for him. So you have people who are apathetic to the process. You also have people like Michael Bradley who said that you have to now support the president, that essentially you have to believe he's going to make the right decisions for the people and whether you agree with it or not. I think he played the diplomatic role and that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. He's captain. That's, yeah. that's the Bradley family, I think, in a nutshell, is that they're people who gauge situations awful. very well and can often actually build a bridge between differing opinions. I mean, Bob did that a lot with, with Egypt. He stood <laughs> by... <laughs> Clearly. Um, I mean, he you know he stood with the people during the Portside Massacre and, and was very kind of vocal about handling things but did it in a very diplomatic way in the same instance he he wasn't a, a rabble rouser by any stretch and, <laughs> i bloody hope so and I, I think you know someone posted it on social media today the, the idea of if you look at the, the u.s men's national team it is such a mix of backgrounds you have black mexican latinos even you have every kind of different ethnicity represented in some form or other and you know that in itself should should give you some pride if if that's your political view. It's it's very much walking on eggshells at this point <clears throat> because you have to accept that of the fifty percent of people that voted in the country who were eligible to vote, over fifty percent of those voted for Donald Trump. So it it is a it is not a minority at this point of, of opinion. It is one that clearly has some backing and some size to it. So you, I think you have to That's give it the credence of accepting that it exists and not trying to, to pass it off as, as merely a minority idea and a, a, few, a select few people. It's clearly not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been elected. I think... I wonder, I wonder how that feels, though, as a player, knowing that you're... I mean, yeah, I, I understand there's a range of political views and I'm not getting into that, you know, uh, just pick, yeah, it's worth it, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But my point is, imagine being a player and knowing that you represent or are representing people that you may fundamentally disagree with. That that in itself is difficult. I think what you have to remember as well, and, and this is, this this is why I think a lot of people who have listened to the, those statements that, that Trump made early on are now a little bit scared because <clears throat> they are now represented by someone who, even if he didn't believe what he was saying, whatever kind of way you want to look at it, <clears throat> there were people who did believe in what he was saying. And, yeah, because did, they, yeah, voted for it, yeah. and, and that's the difficulty is that, and again, we don't always get that personal on here, but, I think you know Lawrence at least Dave the same. <clears throat> uh, my partner is is Latino, so there's a fear for her, even though she was born in the U.S., of what may come as a consequence. And I can understand that people might think that that's being melodramatic and things like that. You've just seen a guy who who has made some really deplorable statements about immigrants and what he wants to do with them elected into the highest position of power that's that's got to unsettle you a little bit it yeah, really absolutely. has to yeah yeah and I, 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 I suppose it's also amazing. ironic it, the, i mean there are there are just there's just huge ironic overtones and undertones to every every mm, side but, of it really yeah <clears throat> but what you've got to remember as well there was one mls player who donated to trump his name is adam john he plays actually in columbus funnily enough um for the crew 
And when it was revealed, along with some other sports stars, that he had donated to Trump, there was kind of a a, a little bit of a skewed face among some media uh, members because they couldn't yeah. understand why he would do that. I mean, there is a, I, there is that sort of. I mean, I know is that there was the, um, the 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 you know the Five Live polling of fans a few weeks ago about uh, whether they would want a gay person to represent them on their football mm. team. I wonder how many people will want someone that they disagree politically with and how many people would care about that. Well, that's it. That's the point that I was going to make is that John was was as public, I guess, as you can be without saying that he did. Was he out? About his, was he proud? His, his intention to, to support Trump. Mm. Clearly looking at this, there are people who did not vocalise that support but chose to, to tick his name. So this is... Look, in essence, this is democracy. And no, it, no, it's quite <clears throat> literally democracy. You you can hail the death of the American dream if you like. I see why people do that. I see why people think that's a stretch too far. Honestly, <clears throat> my personal opinion is that I think if you ever want to find an agreement, and I say agreement and not agree, then you have to understand what what everyone is thinking and what everybody feels, because the more that you keep views like that entrenched in your own mind then you'll never be able to find an actual harmony. So we now know where a lot more people in the country stand, how they feel. And I think, hopefully, and I I say that with supreme optimism, that it can move the country forward in the right way. And and you never know, maybe the football, a nice result on Friday, can can help buoy a few people. I do often think, yeah, football is the way to go. And especially as football would represent maybe... Uh, if if you are directly taking it from England and taking it to similar people, a similar class, a similar set uh, socially and put it in America directly and giving it to the same sort of demographic and number of people, it would represent some of those Trump voters maybe or the stadium would be representing some of those Trump and it probably will be. Uh, let's quickly cover what's going to go on on the pitch. Who's the favourite in this one, Chris? It's so difficult to call. I know. What are the exit polls saying though? See, Juan Carlos Osorio has, has given some interesting quotes as well about Mexican football and their own kind of inability to reach the peak levels. And I, I'm going to say the US, I think, will win. But I'm not convinced by that statement as much as I'm going to predict it, if that makes sense. I would also not be shocked to see Mexico take it either. Yeah. I just, uh, Chris, how many good free kick takers have Mexico got? Cuadrado. Cuadrado sticks out. Other than that, there's no one springing to mind, honestly. Rafa Marquez is usually good for a free kick. Yeah. And how many of them are good at getting, getting it up and over the wall? I see where you're going with this. Very clever. Very clever indeed. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, yeah. Anyway, never mind. Uh, political activist uh, Dave O'Brien also joins us on the podcast. Uh, fresh from uh fresh from the garden uh garden of eden where he now lives um uh, dave not looking for political views uh but going into the international break is there anything you're looking forward to um i think the 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 netherlands are playing belgium i think that could be quite a good game um england obviously playing scotland and that'll be a lot of fun uh but apart from that yeah it's it's one of those things i'd like to see it done as quick as possible Yes, Brazil, Argentina. Brazil, Hold Argentina. On. There are so many good local. There are so many good local derbies this uh, this summer. Brazil, Argentina, US, Mexico. 
of course, England, Scotland, once divided by a wall. Um, mm, a shit, pretty shit wall. I mean, if you're going to build a wall, build one higher than three foot, but a wall and an impressive one, uh, just not in height. Um, mm. I've been. Yeah, it, it's nice. Uh, and I'm sure some of them are good people, um, but ultimately it didn't work in Scotland. Anyway, never mind. Uh, and it didn't. Let's put it this way: didn't keep the savages out of Scotland, did it? Um, can't really remember the rest of the politics at that time. Wasn't really. Bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dave. Obviously, the international break also means injuries, uh, and apparently, it's not as bad for Sanchez as Arsenal once worried. Mm, it's quite an interesting one, that isn't it? Because that will massively hamper what they've been doing recently. Sanchez and Mesut Ozil have been looking like they've, they're on the same wavelength, which is something that hasn't really happened before this season. You know, Sanchez playing as a nine, uh, Mesut in behind. But yeah, if, that could be a big blow for them because there is reports that he could be out until Christmas. There's reports he could be out till January. So don't listen to those reports yet. You know, Wenger will come in, but it is a big blow. And Olivier Giroud is going to have to step up if Arsenal want to you know, continue their good run again, though. It's like the curse of November has stricken Arsenal down again. Good point, yeah. Um, I, yeah, weirdly. I say weirdly. Uh, it's actually seemed quite normal at this point and almost to be expected. Uh, one thing that I am going to be interested to see is uh, the Mexican uh, representation at the uh, USA-Mexico game. I, I you know, just how vocal it is, uh, whether any USA fans sort of stand with those fans, the diversity within the crowd, that sort of stuff. Let us know if you're going to the game, uh, if, if you're going to be watching along with us, etc., uh, etc. Et there might even be some live stuff from the front three before or even after that match. Um, I'm just looking through other uh, headlines from around the league, around the leagues at the moment. Uh, Liverpool are apparently... Lining up a move, Dave, for uh, Sedar Azmoun, obviously done well for Rostov this year. He's only 21. Uh, any ideas on the young Iranian international? Oh, we did. He, didn't he score against Atletico um, in the recent yeah. Champions League game? Yeah, so yeah. You know, potential a good signing. Again, it's, it's kind of, it, it feels like a Klopp signing. Not much known about the lad uh, from a, you know, from, he quite likes going to, you know, uh, Serbian leagues or, uh, you know, jumping around that sort of Eastern Europe Type yeah, yeah, thing. So yeah, definitely. it could be a, it could be a nice signing. Obviously, Iran is a bit further than Europe, but similar type thing. Picking plucking up someone up from far, turn them into a superstar from a place that maybe people wouldn't conventionally think of before. Yeah, um, mm. someone on T. I want to say on TFR actually um, got chatting to me about him and asked kind of what I thought of him, and he compared him to Mitrovic. He said he was kind of a quicker Mitrovic in a lot of ways. Interesting. And okay. and having seen, admittedly largely goal highlights but highlights nonetheless he does seem someone that's that's quite clinical in the box and actually really good in the air too yeah and obviously Klopp has to solve the, the I think originally he was hoping Danny Ings would come back uh, but Danny is now out for the rest of the season so Klopp has to solve that with a 21 year old I suppose there is something there uh, and I suppose it also shows the frustration of some Liverpool fans about the signing of I don't even remember the young Serbian guy's name now but he was a lovely... Grijic. Grijic. No, not Grijic. Markovic. Markovic. Am I, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, over in Sporting Lisbon, isn't he? He's is in Sporting Lisbon and playing in the Champions League, so good for him. Um, and not only that, but uh, doing, re- doing pretty well. Uh, not necessarily in the Champions League. Uh, but anyway, w- we'll see. Uh, maybe that shows sort of Klopp's faith in some other guys in the squad. Liverpool, of course, uh, with 
three young guys, not least uh, Kevin Stewart, signing a new contract for the club. Um, I always love when clubs save those sort of things for the international break. Um, Chris uh, Barton has been signed off with stress uh, from from Rangers, and he could leave the club. Uh, sympathy, empathy, self-inflicted. There was there was talk it would be finalised on Wednesday. I haven't seen anything yet. I'm not really sure what to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, I don't really have any bold opinions on it. He, he was quite vocal oh, about going up there and uh, shoving it and becoming the best player in Scotland. Hasn't really panned out for him. Yeah, you do wonder what a player like him would do in a say a Brendan Rodgers side or something. Um, I don't think he's going to be leaving Rangers anytime soon and going to Celtic. Um, in Greece, uh, they've suspended football competitions after an arson attack on the refereeing chief. Uh, apparently, he was threatened on his doorstep last week, uh, and apparently, the clubs have basically said we won't we won't compete until uh, something good happens in that area. Uh, we should also quickly brush upon something with John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby is it being it's alleged that John Joe Shelby said something. Um, he said something abusive to another player during Newcastle United's game against Wolves, um, and we will see if he's charged. Apparently, it happened in the 87th minute. In reviewing footage, uh, a couple of people are struggling to see where or when it was said. Um, so let's see if that one's pushed forward. He has until November the 16th to contest it. Um, ah, okay. Uh, I did just read another headline which said that there was a five-year-old name to the squad and I was going to say, is football getting ridiculous? But it turns out he has uh, an illness uh, which turns out to be a brain tumour. So, Dave, another time where young people should actually be promoted to the first-team squad. Mm, definitely. There's you normally say you're against it, mate. So, are you a hypocrite? I'm against what? You normally say Promoting against... young players? Yeah, too young, you say. In, the right... yeah. In the right situation, Lawrence. The young player should come strong. <laughs> it's a very good point, yeah. Uh, well done to him, uh, and lovely to see Rochdale doing that. Um, Dave, quick word on Mkhitaryan while we're sort of at this point. Uh, he's been interviewed by The Guardian. The Guardian have said, hey, given up on that dream at United? He says no. <laughs> Why would you? You know, he's only been there for, what... Four, three months, four yeah. months. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it, it took him. It took him what, two and a, a year and a half to get adjusted to life at Dortmund. Um, whatever way Mourinho has used him so far, it's been ineffective. Be it in the derby, be it against. Oh, um, I was quite impressed by him against Fenerbahce. Where I thought he kept the ball well, he moved it well, but he isn't really. You know, you don't want him in that situation. You want him out wide. But uh, Mourinho absolutely hammered him for that performance. Said it wasn't good enough. Uh, you know, he needs to perform better if he's going to be on the pitch. But it was quite harsh coming into a game where United truly were awful. Um, but yeah, yeah I'll just just wait and see. I think it's either going to be that player that Mourinho chucks out of the club, and this guy is the guy that Mourinho makes an example of, or he'll come good. I hope he becomes good because when Mick Tyrion is rocking, he is rocking, or Mickey Tyrion as he's supposed to be called. Anyway, T. Uh, apparently, Dave Griezmann has said, "I want to play up with Paul Pogba at the club level." Mm. Yeah. Again, that would be an awesome signing, but. It would, it and you know, work. Pogba would be good at Atletico. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> With Saul and Coke, imagine that midfield. God, that'd be sick. Yeah. That would actually, yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, you know, that, that he has also said, Dave, that he would he would like to play in England one day. 
Mm, for Chelsea. Chelsea could do with replacing Pedro, right? Then you'd have a front three of Diego Costa, Pedro. No, sorry, Diego Costa, uh, Azard and Griezmann. That'd be pretty nice. Oof. Yeah, but Dave, I mean, surely you want to see Griezmann at, uh, at United at this point, right? I think it's quite it's quite an interesting one because we saw at the Euros that they were a little bit ineffective when when they were really pushed in that's in the four two three one. So it took them a bit of time to adjust. They did batter Iceland, um, but Iceland were as they did get far as they did. They you know they weren't the greatest team, but against like stronger opposition like the likes of Portugal, that link cut sort of broke down from from sort of defensive midfield from Paul Pogba to Antoine Griezmann. But both players are super talented. So you'd expect them to be able to make it work. And I, and I think it'd be Paul Pogba's development, you know, give him another few years, he will be playing slightly deeper and dictating the game, not being that oh, sort of, you know, gusto and getting into that final third, but sort of sitting back and waiting for the ball and recycling it. So, yeah, it's 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 an interesting proposition, a proposition that would be absolutely amazing. Well, one thing that would have made it a little easier to stomach would obviously have been the move of Wayne Rooney to say somewhere like Beijing, Dave. Mm, you know, get the cash, get the wages back, and then you can just shell it on Antoine Griezmann. Yeah. Modern football, beautiful. Uh, why why has Mourinho been so publicly vocal uh, about the? I think he always has been about about I members of his team, Dave. Not I think always, he always has been. Yeah. yeah, but then this is quite like this is he's been at Chelsea. Um, obviously, did very well there. He changed that team. Imagine if you went back to that first Chelsea team. I reckon he ripped apart a few of those players before he built them back up. And that's his, his management style, isn't it? it? You either go down the line of building the player up, like sort of. Klopp does, even though Klopp did absolutely destroy Origi. Remember when Origi went to Liverpool and, sorry, Klopp moved to Liverpool and Origi, you know, this player isn't good enough, he needs to work a lot harder. Yeah. And now look at Origi, what a player he's becoming. Um, similar thing with John Stone, not John Stone, sorry, Smalling I and... I don't know if Klopp did destroy Origi. I, I remember there were some, some comments that I thought, ooh, got to say that about your player. Really? Mm. All right, let, let's, yeah. uh, let me see if I can find those because... Uh, yeah, but anyway... I remember, just, remember those. Well, whilst, I, I remember Klopp's... Whilst you... Yeah. I'm whilst you uh, have a look on the Google, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think players like Luke Shaw have not got to their level yet in terms of their potential. I think they're sometimes you do need to do that. Some, you know, it is Mourinho style. He will bring them, he will destroy them and build them up. But Chris Smalling and Smalling recently have been very poor. Darmian was quite good at right back actually against Swansea City. Played a crucial role in the, I think it was the second goal when Rooney went down wide. Um, but yeah, he looks, he always looks better on that left hand side. Darmian, he's such a weird player, right footed wing uh, fullback, crazy. Have you found it, Lawrence, or am I going to have to continually I mean, waxing Dave, lyrical about Manchester United? Well, I mean, Dave, you might have to you might have to sort of look for it yourself because the only thing that I can really find is uh, that Klopp said he must take chances in attack, um, but also that he said he was going to have real fun with Origi. Lawrence, Lawrence, mate, you need to you need to go on incognito, mate. Your browser's obviously got a bit of problem with it. Liverpool bias. Interesting. Uh, interesting that you think you would have a Liverpool bias, Dave. Uh, this mm. Google is uh, unbiased, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, anyway, let's get down to, uh, unless there's any other news. Any- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyone got any questions? No? Anyone? No? Anything? Nah. Fair play. Uh, so let's get down to some of your questions, guys. Um, ooh, Joe James says... Um, how do Manchester United reach the summit or are we in danger of being AC Milan irrelevant? Dave? Mm. Well, AC Milan's quite an interesting um, example of a club that has fallen from grace in recent years and is finally being competitive again in Serie A under Montella. They're looking good and they're, they're, putting, they're, you know, they're getting the wins, they're getting the clean sheets and it's looking good. But I think with that AC Milan team, it was a bit different to the Man United team because they had that generation that they kept at the top level for like the yeah, extra four years with that crazy medical centre that they built in in Milan um, that kept the likes of Gattuso, Ambrosini, um, who are the other lads in there? Pato. Uh, Pirlo. Yeah. Players like that, they kept them going further. Nesta, Maldini, they kept them going on the extra line. It's a little bit different to United. United just lack a bit of, I don't know, a bit of, uh, I don't know what it is. This is the thing with United. It's so weird. It seems like the components are there, but then, then they're not. It's like they've, they've got all these players with potential, but they're not playing together yet. Although, against, I was impressed against Swansea. You know, Mourinho set up a slightly differently to how he has been in, in recent weeks, playing a sort of narrow two behind Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It was quite like playing, you know, two number 10s. And it really helped United um, overload the centre of the pitch against Swansea City. And, you know, you look at the every single one of those goals comes from either a positional change with those front three or Zlatan knocking it down and playing it to one behind him. It was, it was quite nice and I quite enjoyed that system. So maybe that is the future for United, Wayne Rooney and Juan Mata behind uh, Zlatan, but in a very narrow way. But they do, you know, United need to transition. I think Paul Pogba, I think there's a core of players in there that you, you, know, you will transition with, but there's still a bit of deadwood that needs clearing out. Chris, good question for you here from Henry Chamberlain. Uh, how come many top American players come through Bundesliga and not MLS? That one's from Henry Chamberlain. That's a good question. I, th- I think what you can look at in some instances is there's a large population of American army bases in Germany. So of the current nationals, you have the likes of Jim and Jones, Fabian Johnson. I believe they all have uh, military backgrounds through their fathers predominantly. Then there are instances like Christian Pulisic where I don't necessarily think it's it's anything specific. I mean, Pulisic, funnily enough, was was in England for a good period of his his young life. I think his mother won the, I think she was awarded an Albright scholarship, and so he was was England in England for about a year. Um, if I was to to try and and hash out a theory, I would say that Germany at present probably has better links to the US in terms of uh, youth clubs and things like that. So it, it keeps a a good eye on things. But yeah, there are still some in England. I mean, Cameron Cartervick is at Tottenham is a good example. Um, Gideon Zilalem at, at Arsenal was discovered by uh, Daniel Carbassian. So I, I think that will change in some instances. But for the most part, I think a good a good factor is the, the army bases. Yeah, very good point. Um, Dave, let's follow up with you with another question from Henry Chamberlain. Where does Lukaku need to go to fulfil his potential? 
I don't think he's a million miles away from it at Everton, but Koeman this week did say he could go to Barcelona like Clivert. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely got... I don't think Barcelona would be a good place for him right now, given Suarez, Neymar, Messi. You know, he's not going to get in there. Um, somewhere like Juventus could be quite interesting. Somewhere like Bayern Munich could be very interesting if um, you know, Lewandowski does move to Real Madrid or anything happens there. Dortmund would be great for him. I think there's loads of clubs that we could do with a, you know, a, a hole for Lukaku in a way because you can sort of build your attack around it. Maybe it's a, a side in transition. Maybe an AC Milan, if they could get the cash, could be quite nice. But that's probably a far-fetched dream right now to bring AC Milan back to former glories. But I think what Lukaku's sort of improved this season is his build-up play. Again, he's, he's got a bit better. Um, you know, the cross for the cross and the, the play before the Ross Barkley goal, uh, was it from last weekend or the weekend before, it was absolutely exceptional from Lukaku. Pulled wide, beat his man, got to put a goal, good ball into the penalty area and Barkley put it away. But yeah, I think Lukaku could go anywhere. I think he's a type of player that would fit into any sort of team, you know, any modern, even Real Madrid maybe. That could be quite an interesting one. That actually would be a very interesting one. Uh, Eddie, MUFC, says, why did Adam Boltwood leave TFR? Uh, we'll leave that one to Adam. Trailer. Uh, it's not a terrible reason, by the way. It's actually just perfectly reasonable and nice, and everyone still gets on beautifully. Um, no irony, completely true. Uh, Preston Russell said, if you could uh, have... If you could have back any player your club has produced... Who would it be and why? Oof. Uh, that is an interesting one. Um, Chris, who would you go for? Any. I mean, producers not producing very, that many. A weird one, isn't it? I mean, you're looking at Carol, maybe, but even then, it's not one I'm desperate for, if I'm really honest. Yeah, especially not under Benitez. Benitez doesn't uh... really favour big men. Like that, anyway. No, I mean, could, could I fly through a loophole and say Gascoigne? You, you know what? Peak? You know what? Yeah, why not? Uh, Dave? God, imagine mm. Gascoigne, yeah. Probably right now, just because our centre-backs are so poor. Someone like Rhea Ferdinand. Did United produce him? No, that's a fair point. Sorry. Misread the question. Players that we produce, probably Paul's goals. Oh, God, yeah, imagine that, yeah. Um, It would be interesting to see what Gerard could do under Klopp now when Gerard was young. Oh, that'd be dirty, wouldn't it? Attacking midfield right now would be so perfect for Would it? I I suppose he'd be bursting in with pace and stuff, wouldn't he? We'd just be replacing one of either, you know, Lallana, um, Emre Chan, or um, Wijnaldum, right? Yeah, I get, the feeling, one of those roles. I, I get the feeling that Lalana would be the sort of Gerard role now. Like Gerard would, God, imagine Gerard in that Lalana role. Oof, the amount of goals from the edge of the box, filth. Uh, maybe Gerard. Maybe I would also like to see Raheem Jamie Sterling Carragher? in a Klopp Ooh, team. Jamie uh, Raheem Sterling was Raheem, he not QPR? Raheem, yeah, but I mean, he was sort of finished at Liverpool, sort okay. of came through at the time, made his first team debut there, etc., etc. Yeah, player that made the senior debut, let's say that. That's oh, okay. okay. I don't know if that changes your answer at all, Dave. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> Gary Neville. Robbie I'll tell you Savage. what, we do need it. We actually do need a right back. Gary Neville would be perfect right now. Those overlapping runs. That's a very good point. That would fix your entire side. Um, exactly. One well, Matt would be able to drift inside as much as he wanted. Because Gary's got it covered. Juan. 
I would also, I mean, uh, yeah, Raheem would be an interesting one under Klopp. It's sort of now I'm considering it, the kind of players, who else have Liverpool been? Oh, I'd love to have Dominic Matteo back in the side. Um, <laughs> not, not produced by Liverpool, I'm um, uh, Oh, Jason McAteer, not produced by Liverpool. Um, Kenny Dalglish, not produced by Liverpool. Uh, yeah. John Semmable. Stig B. Ornaby. Um, Phil Babb. Uh, just <laughs> just naming random guys from London now. Uh, who did Liverpool produce? Michael Owen. Would, what would Michael Owen do now? If Michael Owen came through in football now, do you think Michael Owen would be? Would Michael Owen be at like you know Burnley or something now? Nah, maybe at Liverpool definitely. Do you think? I mean, I think that the yeah, play just a... because it, the play was perfect for Owen at that time. Like it was so sort of stretched out, and everyone played such terrible lines that Owen could just sort of sneak through and score a lot of goals. I think he'd still have that same because this is pace, isn't it? Pace is useful in any era of football. If you're quick, you've you've got that. You know, you've got an advantage over your opponent. So, you know, whether it would be playing in a two right now, or whether it'd be playing ahead of someone. Imagine, you know, Mesut. Imagine at Arsenal. Imagine Mo Owen at Arsenal now. He'd score a hat full of goals. You know, the amount of chances they create, the the interplay and whatever, and they they are searching for a sort of a last line player in a way. I think it'd be fine. It'd be fine having someone like Michael Owen in this generation. Interesting. Uh, who are your dark horses to make it to the 2018 World Cup? Ooh. Uh, Mexico? I don't really. Um, I feel like it's a long way off now. Uh reckon Albania would make I was going to say a, Albania, made, made Albania could make a bit of a... Albania could make mm. maybe a bit of a surge. Um, you're probably looking at someone from that area, but then, that, you know, I'll go Albania. Purely, I'm going to go. I'm going to go um, Serbia because of the under twenties World Cup victory. Interesting, uh, Chris. Anyone you want to back? Russia, okay. Iceland, maybe. Interesting. Ooh. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kevin, uh, flag. Don't know which flag that is actually. Uh, says, can I move in with Lawrence? Uh, sure. Uh, Jeff says, uh, should football be apolitical? A political what? Game. Uh, should it be apolitical? Oh, um, uh, no. And I think it. I mean, inherently, it is. Um, well, maybe not actually. Um, <laughs> depends on the way you look at it. Is the medium the message? Hmm. Um, how and why did you come to support your club? This one's from Carlos. Uh, Zaldivar, who also says, and if you've supported another club, which club would it have been? Chris? Uh, Dad was a Newcastle fan, uh, saw a jumper in the dryer with a Newcastle badge on, asked what it was, was explained. The rest is history. That's very sweet. Uh, Who else would you support, Chris? Maybe Hartlepool? Uh, local proximity yeah I think if I had a predetermined option or choice that I could choose myself Durham maybe Arsenal someone like that interesting but even then there are times I, I struggle with the, the the Arsenal support yeah you fit in perfectly or, or, uh, or the sections of it I should say yeah. sections that gain the most prominence yeah but I'm just imagining <laughs> just imagining Chris standing outside the stadium going yes blood um, <laughs> uh, Dave, man, you're a ha- Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave. You're a weird. 
<laughs> Sometimes I don't know what to do with you, Dave. <laughs> Future undercover cop, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave just doing a Jamaican accent. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a bad accent. Anyway, Dave, what about you? Uh, um, so... Uh, I was born in London and moved up to Manchester when I was one year old. So uh, technically year, you're a Londoner. Uh, and then um, it was just like our family friends were... Like, I just remember growing up being with our family friends and always sporting. You know, I can't, don't know when it started. But it's one of those things when... Probably you know, when you were you, born in London, mate. Ooh. Where is some more ammo with that, Lawrence. I was born in Whips Cross Hospital, the same hospital of David Beckham. Um, but yeah, so probably with that connection, um, my granddad used to, my family's from Holloway originally, like if you go back in the generations in the family tree, uh, my granddad Holloway. used to work in, in Holloway, you know, North London. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he used to work at, a, at the university there and he always, always used to go and watch Arsenal and said they were incredible back in his day. Um, so it could be them or, you know, my mum was brought up in Southampton, so it could be them. You know, there's a, there's a few teams here so, and there. Ooh, Southampton. Maybe Dynamo Dresden. You know, with the boys. Got about as much connection to there as you do Manchester. Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's not as if I didn't live there through like all my, my young life. That's all right, Dave. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone on this podcast. I don't need to prove myself to anybody, Lawrence. Yeah, you keep I'm, saying I'm that. I'm fine. Yeah. He said as he took his shirt off. <laughs> I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Dave, what are you doing with your hair? Anyway, um, I would love to hear what Lawrence makes of the election result. Uh, oh, wow. That's a tricky one. Uh, that's a... It's a long answer, isn't it? Uh, there's so mm. much to unpack, so much to say. Let's not say that now, and let's wait for the ultimate diplomat to return to the podcast. Um, do you, with AC Milan, this is a good one from John, with AC Milan, uh, with AC Milan, good start to the season, do you see them making it back to Europe come the end of the season hashtag living the whole life Chris <laughs> yes I do actually I think it's a, a genuine possibility interesting yeah I mean they're, they're doing they're doing alright they're on a neat little run but I get the feeling it's sort of I don't know it feels more like a spurt than a sort of a hey we're back do you know what I mean? So they're, what, third now? I think the thing with uh, Vincent uh, Montella in, in Serie A, he kind of gets it. You know, his time at Fiorentina, he turned them from a pretty rubbish team into a team that played, that was very fluid, that could play a 4-3-3, that could play a 3-6-1, that could play a 3-5-2, that, we, you know, would, would change and, uh, you know, change the formation around the, the opponents they were facing, but still keep their, you know, ball retention, their attacking attempt and so forth. So, you know, I think, I think AC Milan will be third this season. The Juve, Roma, Isim, exactly how it is now, I reckon it'll finish like that. Because I think Montella is one of those coaches that can take players to the next level. And there's a lot of hungry young players at AC Milan that want <laughs> to be pushed forward. So I feel like he's the right guy to, to push them and take them to the next level. So I, I think, yes, today, now. It is good. I'm just reading through some other uh, questions. People are just funny. Um, I can't, but Nipun says, I can't bring myself to care about soccer today. But I really want to because it's healed me before. Advice? <laughs> <laughs> that really tickled Shit. me and I don't know why. Uh, will um, Wenrunu be sold in January? No. Um, he'll be sold in February. 
George Hall tweeted this morning, at least there's a front three podcast tonight. Wow. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. If you were a footballer, I would start you. That's very sweet from tension. Uh, and then there is another question. I mean, there's a lot of people asking about US-Mexico uh, predictions. Chris, just a lot of Kristen fans uh, tweeting in tonight. Uh, uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, I, came up, I, I come up with good questions during the week. And when you actually need them, I always forget them. Tweet them anytime, Ray, Ray Bear Q. He says, anyway, Griezmann? That's just a question. Chris, Chris Griezmann? Yes or no? No. No. Good. Obviously. But yeah. maybe yes. Yeah. No, great point. Uh, very very well made as well. Um, I love the way... Yeah. Um, but then also, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, Dave, with Hertha yes. Berlin or Leipzig uh, finishing in the top four in the Bundesliga this season, uh, do you think there's a possibility of that? Um, I'd say Leipzig more than Hertha. I think Leipzig have more strings to their bow, you know, and Nabel Keita, Timo Werner, Feuchberg, um, Zabitzer. I think they have a, they have more players of, of quality and they are a hung, hungry squad. Hungry squad, sorry. Hertha Berlin more, they, they like to nick their, you know, their one goal wins, their, you know, the two ones, the one nils. Um, so I think now they will potentially drop out. You know, Dortmund are going to come back flying. Uh, you know, they absolutely destroyed Hamburg at the weekend. They're going to come back um, like a steam train. The resurgence of, um, you know, the likes of Schalke may come back as well. So, yeah, I think I think there'll be a team. I think Hertha will drop out. Leipzig will be top three. Good. Uh, Dave, last night you went to the Optijo quiz and oh, represented fun. the front three. Um, it, what was it like? Who else was there? Who won? Was it guys. BT? Was it um, Sky? Was it... Sky won, unfortunately. Ooh. BT came second. It was BT it was a great last year. Then. They swap it every year. It was BT who won it last year, and Sky stormed yeah. out. Sky won it for a record fourth did time. Yeah, they did, actually, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. Good to meet the guys on my team. Lots of top bloggers. Um, some decent <laughs> podcasts and decent guys. So, yeah, expect to be to be on the pod or us chatting to them, us going on their pods and stuff. You know, podception type thing. But no, it was good. It was a good day. Nice free beer, decent food. Some good questions, um, you know. Do you remember any Wait, questions? Um, there were some really the ones that I really struggled at was like the football league ones. So, like for example, Not any statistics um, which, on those, are which which teams won uh, League Two twice? You know what I mean? Like this is like niche niche football knowledge. Uh, or, who was it, Dave? It was Chesterfield. Yeah, and stuff like. Which team was the only team from the non-league that got to the third round of the FA Cup last season? Dover Athletic, I think, wasn't it? Nope. I don't know. Eastley. Eastley. And a big shout-out to Ryan, Graham, Andrew, George and John. The guys. The Beatles. (laughs) 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 Uh, The original Beatles, at least, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Not even the best quizzer in the group. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, John Shin says, uh, you already know it's fire when you have Korean food and acai beer. That combination play, um, that's all about the vlog that happened earlier in the week. There will be another vlog coming out later in the week when Chris Hennage visits London. There may be other special guests on said vlog. It's going to be a good vlog, Dave. Mm, top vlogging. 
done some good vlogging, haven't we? Dave, you're a top but vlogger. Also, you, you're great on saw, a skateboard. I saw John... Davey O'Brystat, <laughs> as they call him. Davey O'Brystat. Yeah. <laughs> I saw John's chin post a video on Twitter. And it kind of made me a little bit upset. I woke up, I'd, obviously, I'd, I'd heard the bad news last night, so I think I went to bed just before Florida went, and that was when it was like, shit. Shit, guys, it's gone. But poor old John's chin, you know. Everything's going to be all right, buddy. Sometimes life gets you down, but it's going to be okay. That's my message. See you later. <laughs> John, whatever you were going to do, just <laughs> hold on. All right? <laughs> uh, let's finish the question with a question. Let's finish the question section with a question from the class of '92. Could Leicester be the first to win the title and go down the following season? Chris? No. Oh, Dave. Dave jumps in. Oh. I just said no, Chris. Yes or no? No. I think they're going to go down, are they? No, I don't think they're going to that. That in itself implies that they're, they're really bad. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, good point. Um, but I've actually found another question in that time. Uh, from This one's from Luke Frost. It's, do you think pundits do enough research? Some don't seem like they do any. Chris, I think I'll come to you on this one because you've sort of helped pundits in the past mm-hmm. with their research and you've produced shows I mean, you know, alongside me I've directed shows you've produced them you've been part of the intensive research team and you and I both know the pitfalls of being a researcher on any football yes. show yes um, whether pundits do their own research separate of that I would say that's a very small group of those that seek out those others to do it for them i'd say that's a slightly bigger group of those who do largely none at all i'd say that's an even bigger group um i think what is slowly changing as the competition in in that field becomes intenser or more intense excuse me um then the the desire to re- to research to seem well informed etc that increases significantly because I don't know if there was the, that competition years and, and decades ago. I think it was very much you were hired relative to what you had achieved in the game. And I think that is drastically changing now. Um, I actually found it quite interesting to hear Jermaine Jenis talk about the fact that he hopes he can kind of challenge the more established pundits by being a relatively young one. Um, I, I think... It's very difficult as well because a lot of these circuits, if you will, have a lot of the same people on them. Yeah. When there, there is a Neil Gaiman, who is a, I think he's a novelist, stroke writer, he talked about uh, a triangle for freelancers and that you only need to hit two or three of the bases. And I think one of it is your work is good. Uh, your work is on time, and people like you. And if you can hit two of the three, you'll always stay in work. I would say that's a fairly accurate way to portray football, stroke soccer, punditry, freelancing as well, is that if you can hit two of those three bases, you'll keep finding work. And I Very think we can all think of examples of people who uh, maybe, maybe aren't the most insightful, but they're well-liked or well-respected, and they, they turn up and do the job. So it's uh, it's a funny one. Yeah, turning up and doing the job, the very bare minimum. Uh, of course, a, a podcast now full of freelancers. Uh, all of us freelancing in the game. 
so get in contact at the front three on uh, Twitter. And indeed, you can find us on YouTube where we are currently vlogging and making uh, information videos, uh, more and more videos coming out. We're all meeting on Friday to do all sorts of things in London. Uh, Chris is coming down. It'd be lovely to see you then. Uh, but until that point, Chris, where can people find your work? Twitter at K-H-E-N-E-A-G-E. It's a good, it is a really good Twitter as well. Uh, great tweets. Uh, Dave, what about you? Is the stat man? Uh, right. I'm not joking. Oh, I'm not joking, Dave. You literally just said it's the stat man and then cut out. Uh, but I'm going to leave that in there. Um, that was excellent. So, uh, I just said something a bit, a bit upsetting as well. But it's okay. We'll, we'll just forget about that. See ya. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like when Brent leaves that talk. <laughs> I don't even know it's start, Dave. Uh, go and find him at Statman Dave. Well worth a look. Uh, and he's currently Dave Talks on YouTube, but it might be changing, right, Dave? You're just going to call yourself Statman Dave on YouTube as well? No, because, Lawrence, there's there's ideas for a bigger picture, a wider view of the world. So, so we'll keep it as Dave Talks. Sure. Despite, yeah. despite popular YouTubers this week giving you advice to change it. Somet- sometimes, Lawrence, you've got to think of the, like I said, just mentioned, the bigger picture. Um, the picture's pretty big. What's your Instagram, Dave? No, Instagram is for me and my, my friends and my <laughs> people that I am. I, yeah, no, I don't have an Instagram account, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God yeah, forbid you ever get called up for a deposition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the dead hooker? What? Well, she was just... Re- I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Hookers are just for me. No, it's not the way this works. Um, <laughs> anyway, this was fun. <laughs> David is good. Uh, anyway, it's been good to have all of you guys with us. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. In the meantime, if we could encourage you to head over to our YouTube uh, where you can subscribe right now. Uh, go and like us on Facebook as well. Find us on Twitter at The Front 3. It's all all across social media, as all of us are. Adam will be back come the weekend. Uh, and some really good things will be happening very soon all across The Front 3 channel. So stay tuned. We'll see you again real soon, right here on TF3. Bye. Bye. Stop man, Dave. Stop man, Dave.